time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. All right, y'all. What's up, Headspacers? How's everybody doing today? Good morning. Good Good morning. We are here, Headspace with Dr. Mike. I get to hang out with the ladies today. The ladies. Yes, you're outnumbered today, Mike. You're outnumbered. I got to be careful. I got to be careful. I got to bring little Mike in here so he can help me out. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, of course, you recognize Christy. Christy's sitting there looking radiant. How are you, ma'am? Thank you, darling. I'm doing pretty good. All right. And of course, Kim has decided to come back and hang out with us for a little bit. (laughs) What's happening, Miss Kim? Doing good. Glad to be here. Looking forward to a great show. How you you feeling today? Both of y'all just look look great. Like You just have a a glow about you as if you are just... uh, you know, you you just look like you know you have you know you're just happy. You're 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 prosperous, I guess you should say. Superwoman, might I say? Yeah, I think so. I also think <laughs> I also think it's because you have great men behind you. I'm just saying. Ah, uh, yeah, I had to take my okay. I'll give you that. He was on. He was doing well. He was doing well. <laughs> well he said he so had to go bam, right? Okay. So, all right. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. They're here. They're uh, here. Who, who's here, Mike? Who's Those here? y'all who are here near the, the, the Baltimore metro area, the DMV, those that are in, they're here. Look. <laughs> she, she found this creature on the sidewalk doing her morning stroll today. And that is a full-grown cicada, y'all. It looks this big. That cicada has bills, yes. I'm saying that that one right there and the infestation is beginning, y'all. Just that, that, that cicada got a mortgage. Exactly. <laughs> Where is his family? The infestation <laughs> has started, so pretty soon we will be hearing the, new, the noise and Will be out and about, and they'll just be every. I mean, they, they just look so demonic, don't they? They got the red eyes, and they're all black. They just, they're, you know, you yes. know. A friend of mine, she posted a meme uh, today, or maybe it was just her quote. And she was just like, you know, I really thought with all that we have been through in the last year and a half, that the cicadas would, you know, at least give us a break this year. Maybe they would give us a, a year break, come back following year, year after, just so we can breathe a little bit. But no. These little buzzards want to come when they put right on time, like Jesus. And <laughs> you know, I, what we go? We just gotta go with it. What are we gonna do? I just have bad memories of those cicadas being chased. I was pregnant when the cicadas were at last time, and just bad memories at the gas station, running around of trying to avoid them. And I swear, I must have been on some YouTube videos because people <laughs> were cracking up, laughing at me. Ducking and diving, like they're not gonna get you. I'm like, they're not gonna get you, they're gonna get me, you know. <laughs> Listen, I have my little electronic wand, the little back button. I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready. You're gonna be so, bobbing and weaving, okay? Yeah. We're gonna so we ready here. We're gonna lean with it, rock with it, I guess. And so they, they are here, so I'm pretty sure over the next few weeks we'll be sharing 
our cicada stories, maybe even have some cicada cooking lessons. And Not. Then, Nope. Um, but I hear they're a good source of protein. With that being said, <laughs> I will never know. What y'all got for head notes? What y'all got for head notes today? Ooh, let's see. Where shall we begin? Um, let's talk about uh the Queen Mother. We'll we'll call her the Queen Mother, Felicia mm. uh, Rashad. Claire Huxtable or Claire aka Claire Hanks, right? AKA Claire Hanks Huxtable, yes. yes. And and her, uh, I won't say promotion, but her, uh, the honor Howard gets to have her as the the dean of fine arts. Yeah, that's true. That is. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, do we have an alumni? All right, you alum. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Look at this. All right, so Kim, why don't you talk about that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, Felicia Rashad named the Dean of Fine Arts at Howard University. I mean, what are your thoughts as an alum? I think that is so amazing. I remember being on campus and always hearing about Felicia and Debbie being alumni of Fine Arts in that institution and friends of mine that were there and all the opportunities. But I think what she'll bring to the school as the Dean is additional avenues for some of our very talented students that look like us to get their foot into that door in Hollywood and other things, not just into acting, but into producing, into making movies, into being people behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I am excited. I am so excited for that opportunity for all of us and what we'll be able to see as a consequence. I, I agree with you on that. I think that you're right. When you think of actors and you know, you look at what their pedigree is and you hear, of course you hear about the um, USC or you hear about, um, mm-hmm. well, you know, the different schools, the fact that Howard will be a part of that conversation. And I think that's yes. volumes to the HBCU alum all over the world and um, what that means for that. I think that's incredible. I think that's great. Do you think our vice president, um, just the fact that, do you think that she played a role in bringing, making HBCUs more popular? Do you think that that played, I, I know it's not directly, in, but do you think she played a part in that? Like just making awareness to the HBCU life and, and, and all the, and the opportunities that exist with it. Because I'm even thinking, you know, Christy, you're a Morgan alum. I am. And just some of the new news that we're hearing about Morgan, even, you know, just, you know, you know, we don't have, you know, Morgan doesn't have a, a vice president of the United States yet. Right. But I mean, Morgan is actually on the scene too. So, I mean, what are, you, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I'm, I'm just, I'm just proud, you know, it, mm-hmm. within the HBCU community, you know, we compete and, you know, we brag on our school and, you know, and put down the other schools, you know, in a joking manner. But mm-hmm. overall, we are just super proud to just have the platform that HBCUs have deserved, you know, a long, long time ago. I mean, the, the powerhouse of politicians, actors, engineers, businessmen mm-hmm. and women who have come out of HBCUs is is mind boggling. And so just to see that finally in the last few years, you know, HBCUs are really getting the the the, the respect that yeah. they have so long deserved. They're the one the respect and the love that we have for our HBCUs. It's just an honor to, mm-hmm. you know, to to be a part of that type of family. And sorry Mike, you didn't get that opportunity. I did. Um, but it, it's just something about being at an HBCU, it's it's just family. It's just yes, it's just family. Being like on a yard, reunion, a family reunion. Yes, but Mike is not too late. Exactly. He already said he was getting register. 
<laughs> well, why? Yeah, because I need another degree, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> but listen, um, you know, even though I, I didn't, I went to a, a what is it called? A P, PWI, predominantly white institution. I, we were literally five minutes away from two HBCUs, Wilberforce and Central State. And so mm -hmm. I did have an opportunity to kind of hang out. I had friends on both campuses. I did to get to participate in some events on those different campuses. And so, yeah, you're right. It's something about it. Just anyway, it's the, the environment of it. And, and, and yay, yay, Howard, yay, Morgan, yay, all HBCUs. Congratulations, uh, Felicia Rashad and we're eager to see what you do with that program. What y'all? What else y'all got for head notes? Go ahead, Kim. Well, let's talk about this gas shortages in the gas pipeline. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So, what happened? The Colonial Pipeline was struck by hackers, and they actually is alleged, right, that they paid five million dollars to get the gas line back on. But what were our were people's reaction. People were hoarding gas like it was toilet paper and water. It was unbelievable. I heard stories about people putting gas in plastic bags. I'm like, where are you going with gas in a plastic bag? And then put it in your trunk. Like they put the gas in the plastic bag in the trunk of the car. And I think there were, there's been a couple of issues where cars have exploded. There was a lady who was in an yeah. accident and the car burst in flames and she had- this, These people have to be the same people that drank the- um the uh, hand sanitizer. They, they have to be. I, I just, I, I cannot even imagine the the level of ignorance that it takes to do something like that. But we saw the videos, we saw the pictures. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it. But not only is it, I mean, I know the Colonial Pipeline is a whole like store on its own, but I've heard about crab shortages. I've heard about Chick-fil-A sauce shortages. <laughs> I mean, what is going on in the world if you can't get as many Chick-fil-A sauces as you want, and they say my pleasure. Well, I mean, so so there's a couple of things. One, this whole incident did teach me teach me about a lot. I didn't, I guess I never really thought about how gas gets to us. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I colonial pipeline apparently is a is the pipeline that goes straight from Texas all the way up through the eastern seaboard. So apparently there are other pipelines that go through other parts of the, the country. So that in mm -hmm. itself, I think, was educational. Sure. The second part about it is, so hackers got into the system and shut it down. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like a lot of times we think about yes. you know, warfare on the standpoint of, you know, bombs bursting in air, giving mm -hmm. the flag was still there. I mean, that's what we think about with warfare, but the fact is that people on a keyboard can actually paralyze us. I mean, gas has risen like a dollar in some it's places. Scary. Um, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Like just, and, and they, they say they turn it back on. And so it's going to take a couple of days for things to normalize again. But I mean, can we talk about that for a minute? Like what in the world? So the group, they're a group of um, software suppliers, allegedly dark side. Um, so they're individuals that come together and decided this is how we're going to possibly get back at big industry. And in 2020, right, there's been some analysis that said hackers have been able to, if you want to use the word extort, right, or gain $370 million through these practices. So this is really, if you think about it, not to be a scary person, but as you said, suppose this happened on a wider network. Suppose this happened not just with gas, but gas and your utilities. So I don't know how we're going to hoard utilities, right? But 
it, yeah. so it's something to really be concerned about. And it's technology. You're talking about hackers. This is programming. This is this yeah. is back to education. Everything's yeah. in the circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. I just want to know to to end this very scary uh, topic on a light note. Why can't somebody hack into the student loan system? And, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, and figure that out. I mean, why can't they get back at government that way? <laughs> <laughs> you see zero. Be like, right. Well, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There we go. It's a blessing. <laughs> go ahead, Crystal. Do your thing. <laughs>Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. Just talking about that uh, with the the Navient, the perspective, right? Is it's the idea, you know, when you mess up our, you mess up our gas prices. Ooh, but if you can fix our student loans, man, that that actually can be uh, that can be a blessing, right? And you know, that kind of lends itself to today's heads up. Uh, you know, you know, over the last few weeks, I've been dealing with different powers of, right? We talked about, um, you know, being intentional, and we talked about. Uh, the power of rest and the power of flexibility, the flower of power of consistency. Well, today I want us to explore the power of perspective, the mm -hmm. power of perspective. Uh, you know, you know that we're on our 30 and 60 challenge, by the way, uh, drum roll, please. I am down since we started April 19th. I am down 22 pounds, everybody. Woo! Yes, Mike. All right, now tank top, tank top. You can actually, actually see my neck, y'all. You can see, I my, see neck. it. See my neck. <laughs> you are doing a thing. Congratulations. Going on. And so, you know, it's funny because work. a person, you know, as big as I am, you see, you see things in, um, you know, right now we're excited because you know context. Like, you know, Mike is in the process of losing weight. But if somebody didn't know me and they saw me on the street, they would still say, man, you're gargantuan and you're not doing anything about your weight. You know, that's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we walk in through our lives, we have to recognize that we're constantly facing a battle of perspective. And, and to be honest with you, perspective really can be a game changer if you pay attention to it and you apply it when necessary. Um, great point. I think we've all been in psychology class, right? Remember psychology and there's this, I mean, the infamous psychology illustration is a glass of water, right? but it's filled up halfway, you know, filled up halfway. Is it half what? Empty or is it half full, right? And, and the idea is that there's no real right or wrong answer. I mean, there is, um, there is something about um, the psychology behind, you know, if your automatic default switch is to go to half empty or to half full, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. But at the end of the day, it, both of those answers are correct. Like the glass is half empty or it's half full, but how do you view it? And again, it's all a matter of perspective, right? And, and I think when you look at the psychology of it, they tend to say that a person that will view it first and see it as half empty, they tend to be a little more pessimistic 
Whereas a person that looks at it as half full, they tend to be a little more optimistic. But the idea here is that that is a great example of how perspective when placed in a certain context can work for us or can work against us. Um, one of the things I recognize too is that there are many different areas that perspective can actually have on our lives. The first area is that it can determine our outlook. Um, you know, again, like I said, it is, is something positive or is it negative? Um, and, and it determines how I proceed, right? If if I'm if if my perspective is, you know what, I am doing things, go back to my weight loss, I'm doing things to be actively engaged in my weight loss journey, then that's a, a positive perspective because that's what I'm doing. But if you don't know that I'm working on it, your perspective may be something different, right? And, and that's an outlook on how we proceed with things, you know? Um, if, if, if I don't understand the perspective or the point of view of something, therefore, what you will have to recognize is how will I proceed through to the next situation. So it, it, it determines my outlook. Here's the second thing. It determines my opportunity. Um, what are the next steps I'm going to take, right? Um, what are the next things that I'm going to do? What What is it that I'm going to do as a result of the perspective, the way I'm looking at things? The Maybe I need to change the angles by which I view something. For mm -hmm. instance, remember, see this picture right here? When you look at this picture, there's pictures of two different things there. Um, when I first look at it, I've looked at this many times. I actually use this as an illustration in class. The first thing you see is there's an older woman, right? You kind of see the big part of her chin. Um, you see her bigger nose. She has something over her head. It's more white-haired. She has crinkly eyes. But then someone else, when they first look at it, they may see a younger woman who's turned away, and you see the contour of her neck and her ears and the little tip of her nose. That's perspective, how I proceed and I go for it. So I start talking about this picture and I may tell a story about this older woman. Why? Because that's what I see. Whereas if I see a younger woman, I tell a story about a younger woman. Why? That's what I see. What's the opportunity that I'm going to present here, right? Um, we go back to the bottle, the, the glass, the glass being half empty and half full. You know, one of the things that I'll start thinking about is if I'm viewing it, uh, if I was thirsty before I drank and I'm, I need something to drink, and there's still some water in the glass, guess what? Mm -hmm. There's still opportunity there for me to get some water, to get my thirst quenched. Whereas if, if, if the, the bottle is half empty, it means that I'm not thirsty anymore. Why? Because I've drank half the water in the glass. It's all about the opportunity that exists. Here's the third one. Remember what I said? I said outlook, opportunity. Here's the third thing, the optics. Uh, Dr. David Roby, my mentor in college, he actually was responsible for why I went to Cedarville in the long run, recruited me for the speech and debate team. And, um, and he was also the director of theater there. And uh, I did several plays for him there. One of the things he used to say to us all the time, it's not what you feel, but what you reveal. I'm going to say that again. It's not what you feel, but what you reveal. And that really meant a lot, especially in the context of theater. Uh, how many times have you gotten up? you start going off with lines. Listen, every actor that has been on the stage will tell you that they do not deliver the lines 100% every time they do a show. 
But at the end of the day, the audience, because unless they have the script sitting in front of them, mm -hmm. they will not know unless you tell them that you messed up. Well, how do we do it? They say, oh, I, oh, I, I, I messed up. Well, no, I just keep on going. Listen, there have been a many a times where I just started talking and my scene partner is like, dude, you just, they're thinking to themselves, you just lost your lines. You don't know where you're at. And then all of a sudden what happens is we start creating this, this whole set of dialogue in the experience because it's not what you feel, but what you reveal. That's the optics of it. See, a lot of times, depending on your perspective, determines how you view it and what it looks like. Um, you know, I told you all about the time that I actually spend as a official for refereeing uh, for wrestling. And one of the things we always talk about is the fact that, um, you know, as a referee, it's my, I'm supposed to be there to view certain positions at certain times. And if I'm not in the right position, there's certain things I can't see. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that the position, the thing isn't there. It just means that I didn't necessarily see it. Mm -hmm. And so it also boils down to that as well. There are things that are always there, but because you're not in that perspective, because it's not a part of what you're normal, you're used to looking at, maybe you didn't have experience with it before. Maybe it's something that wasn't as pronounced as you would think it should be. Whatever it is, just know it doesn't change it unless it's what your perspective is. So as you're you're moving toward, ah, I'm sorry, as you're moving forward in what it is that you're trying to get to, whatever your goals and your expectations are, remember the power of perspective, which can make a big difference. And that's my heads up. Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. All right. So um, we actually had a, a friend, Michelle Purple Bloom, said she was replying back to what we were talking about a little earlier in regards to the hacking. She said it's a lucrative criminal industry with mm -hmm. repercussions. I would have been able to add additional insight on cyber crimes, but I chimed in as the time was ending. Yes, Michelle, we, we definitely will. Um, we may have to get you in so you can kind of talk to us a little bit more about that. Yes. because uh, Michelle does do great work when it comes to understanding the uh, cyber crime and, and that sort of thing. Um, so definitely make sure we uh, we get out to Michelle. We're going to have you on because we want you to talk more about that with us. Thank you. Um, what else do we got heads up going on? We have some other things going on. I know we, we've been talking a lot. I mean, we've been hearing a lot about COVID um, and, and, and actually stuff is starting to open back up. A lot yeah. is open back up. Um, I know here in Maryland, it was just announced that there are no capacity limits um, in indoor spaces anymore. And if you are fully vaccinated, uh, you, there's no mask mandate for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and those who aren't vaccinated, um, you're in strongly encouraged to keep a mask on. But we already know what that means. So have y'all put your mask away? Like, have y'all, are y'all letting y'all's mask go? I'm, I'm curious. Have y'all put it away? No. <laughs> because you no, don't know. No, no, you don't no, know. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You know, I always have a song for something. No, 
I will continue to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think that's going to uh, stop anytime, anytime soon. I, I think the mask for me is going to be around for some time. Um, I, while I appreciate the strides that are happening, uh, I do think the the different, well, the the new role, the new mask, maskless mandate. Uh, has confused people. I just see people asking so many questions about what if this, what if that. It's just too much. You got to wear it in the airport, but you don't have to wear it in the in the grocery store. Or it, you know, like it needs to be one black and white. It's too too much gray. I agree. I, I, mm-hmm. I do. What you think, Kim? Well, I just think one people need to make their own decisions, right? But I do think that sometimes some of the masks need to stay. So when you talk about it indoors, and you kind of talked about this on a previous show people in food service, I need you to keep wearing your mask, right? I need that to be a forever thing. So so, so I'm going to support you in that. And how am I support you? I'm going to have my mask on, right? So it's it's different. I just think that for right now, I mean, if you're outside and you're in your backyard and you're, you know, that's a whole different thing. But I think if you're out in public and with the different variants and the breakthroughs, why not give it a minute? Right. So you can, like you said, Christy, there's a whole lot of confusing information and who's fully vaccinated. Right. Am I? Are you? you I mean, it's no sticker. Still don't know. You get tattoo. It's no tattoo that comes with it. Right. So how do you even know? Right. I also think there's a lot of confusion about the vaccine. I think people know I not. And I think I know a lot of people have confused the vaccine for a cure. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they're yes. talking about these New York Yankees who were previously vac- they were vaccinated and some of them had had COVID before and they tested positive again. And what I need people to understand is that the vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. It does not keep you from getting it. There have been studies and there's proof that you may not get it as severe, um, that you will not die from it because of the complications of it. Um, but you, it's just like the, the flu, right? Mm-hmm. We've gotten vaccinated for the flu year after year after year. And sometimes we still get the flu, but it doesn't take us out like it would maybe if we hadn't been vaccinated. So I think that they need to be, people need to be clear about that because they're like a lot of people, non, non-vaccinated, you know, people who are, don't believe in vaccinations, which is your, your decision, your choice. You know, I'm not judging. Uh, but a lot of them are saying, we'll see, well, what are they really giving us? Well, let's talk about what the vaccine is supposed to really do. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just think we need to be well-educated and researched in, in all the, all these things before we make decisions or as we make decisions. I, I find it fascinating, all, all that you're saying, I do. I, I think that there's a bigger conversation here that um, we as Americans, and I think I can mm-hmm. say this, are impatient. Um, I think that what we've seen through this whole process that we do not like to be told what to do, um, we're impatient. And, um, you know, I think about our Asian brothers and sisters, how many I've been, I've flown internationally and I've seen how they were wearing masks even before it was a thing. Like I used to kind of laugh, like, why are they wearing a mask? Like, but guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying there's something too. And and they're, they're already talking about how the flu is at an all-time low, mm-hmm. and you know I think that there's something to it. I personally think that um, you know wearing a mask should be more normalized. 
Um, I think I, I believe it's going to be here to stay for a lot of us. And like you all, I am going to be wearing my mask. But at the same token, I am fully vaccinated. And so, you know, uh, Shavella, Mike and I actually went to a restaurant last night for the first time in, in months. We actually yes. at a restaurant last night and it was great. Like it was it was, it was actually great. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like it was it was great. Like it. We, um, you know, we, we wanted to go for a little ride because we, have, we got a whip and, um, you know, we wanted to go for a little ride. And so we actually went and we're like, let's go get something to eat somewhere and actually sit there. And we felt really comfortable. And um, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm excited that we're starting to see glimpses of normal as we go into the summer. But at the same time, I'm nervous because I just I just I, I don't. Can I be honest with you? all I don't trust people like I just don't. I don't trust them all to do the right thing. So there's that anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that though that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, we were talking about the mass nest is one piece of it, but a lot of the government um, states and the federal government made a lot of provisions uh, for the, you know, for the pandemic. Uh, for instance, um, there's been a moratorium on evictions. Um, through mm -hmm. the CDC. Actually, I think it ends at the end of June. Um, I know that many credit card companies and mortgage lenders were very flexible with um, payment arrangements and even with um, extensions uh, because of the pandemic. And another area is unemployment benefits. And that's mm -hmm. actually causing a problem. Uh, Kim, what do you got for us on that? Because I know you were, you were yeah. about that. So there were 16 states that are basically governor's states are saying that they're not going to go after the funds. They want to end the $300 week unemployment supplement because um, they're saying that businesses can't find people mm. to employ. Right. Um, there's a shortage of employees. So we want to hire people. We have openings. And I know, and Mike, we've talked about this. We've seen at some grocery stores that there are $500 hiring bonuses. And right now, McDonald's, for all of their um, corporate sponsored stores, they have over 36,000 employees. They're giving all of them a 10% raise to wow. combat employee sh um, shortages. So I think it's twofold. It's not just one or the other, but I think when you think about some of the people who were really impacted by a lot of the, the closures, right? When, when businesses shut down, um, they may have been lower wage earners. So if you think about a lower wage earner, and now they're getting unemployment plus an additional $300. It may really have been more money than they were earning when they were working. And it doesn't, you know, take away from that their wage was fair or not. It just, it's just, to me, it's just a is. So if you look at the dollars and cents, I understand. However, this has been a year and I know that this is what I know. Right? It's not what I think that there have been some opportunities for people to come out of some of those lower wage jobs. Some of the local community colleges have offered free classes. So that's not for everybody, but it can be for some people. So mm -hmm. then now as you look at this, uh, these jobs that are hiring, maybe if I was a whatever level worker, now I can be, I can look at these other positions that could be available. So I think you have to look at it, not just one way, you know, because there will be people that will still need to do, you know, every job is important. Perspective, it's no, to right? Me, perspective right? It's no job that's not important. I, you know, I like to go out and eat. And like, as you said to Christy, 
I like chicken nuggets, right? So I need somebody to uh, be a Chick-fil-A getting that together. And right. there's no and there's no shame in that, right? I worked in fast food before. It's no mm -hmm. shame in any job because you, you are supporting yourself. You're making money. You're helping the economy. But what else can you do? Well, Sandra Tool said people don't want to return to work because if a person is eligible for four thirty. $430 a week plus $300 is more than they make if they're working. Like, that's what you were saying, Kim. That's mm -hmm. what you were saying. And, and I think that there's something to it. I think I think that we got a couple things. What are you going to say about it, Christy? Because I, I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, no. I'm on the amen train. I, I think there has to be a balance between the two. Like, you know, I, I think so many people are on one side or the other, you know, debating, well, they should pay more or they, should, um, they shouldn't uh, remove the benefits. Uh, I, there are going to be people who are going to take advantage of the system, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so that has to be combated and the lower paid, paid uh, salaries have to be combated as well. And I think that both sides need to come to an agreement where, okay, if this is what we're willing to pay them, you know, in unemployment, we need to look at what we're paying these, paying these hourly workers and adjust that accordingly. So they will go, want to go out and work. Uh, so there has to be a meeting in the middle uh, I like. I think we all have had those uh, fast food. I've worked at McDonald's for years and years when I was in high school and like the first year of of, co of college. And so, you know, I, I've I've done that. I've been there, and you know, I I appreciated that job, that hard work, and it was a launch pad, you know, for me mm -hmm. to, to my work ethic was established there. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. certainly something to say. And like you said, I want my fries, I want my nuggets, and <laughs> and you know. Every job, if we haven't learned anything about this pandemic, every job, especially the lower paid jobs, are vital to mm -hmm. our existence. We cannot make mm -hmm. it without the trash collectors and the, the grocery store workers and all those people. Uh, so we've got to start respecting their duties mm -hmm. and pay them what they're worth. Well, and, and I, I love that you say that. And I mean, we have a couple, you're right, there's a couple things going on. First of all, we have the governor saying, Governors in different states. What was it, Chris Kim? Sixteen, you said. Sixteen, yes. We're not at. We're not going to. We're no longer going to continue with the federal sub subsidy, right? Um, and so, I personally, I don't like that they're doing that. Um, I think that that I get it that they're trying to protect the the business owners, but I do feel that at the end of the day, you're still denying people something that they were granted because of the fact that they are citizens of this country. And the same token, here's what I think: those those benefits are going to end. Yeah. Here's the thing: they're going mm -hmm. to end. And I think this goes back to what I said a little earlier about how we, as I just think we as a country, have a tendency to be a little more um, impatient, and we don't want the process. We don't. We're not willing. We we want to rush the process, right? Remember what a process is: a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. And I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where we almost have to let it play itself out and it may take a little longer to do it. But again, you know, I, I'm not those other companies that are that are suffering, that are clo for, being forced to shutter because people aren't willing to work for them. But I just I don't there, there's a couple of things that we'll probably have to go into another day. I think that there's other influences. Right. For instance, you know, we try we try to stay you know, on both sides of the political fence here, but it, it is there is some political stuff going on because when you look mm -hmm. at the gov where those governors are, what types of states they are in, we start seeing that. Although I have to say, you know, we have a Republican governor here in Maryland 
And he just basically, what he did was he just said, look, we're going to start reinstituting the um, the requirement to look for a job while you're getting the benefits. Yeah. And people were like, oh, that's bad. No, that's always been a requirement. It was yeah. just suspended during the heart of the pan, the heat of the pandemic. So he's basically just going back. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for and all that stuff. But what I am saying is that there are ways to get where we need to get to to find that mm -hmm. compromise, like you both were saying. And I think the key is we got to be a little patient, even with the fact that Chick-fil-A sauce is 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 dwindling down. There is a supply issue mm -hmm. all across the country. Oh, Christmas time. They can't find drivers. They said they can't find drivers. They can't find drivers. There's also um, the the health uh, the health and wellness company I'm a part of. Uh, we're having issues with some of our products just because the ingredients aren't being mm -hmm. manufactured fast enough. Um, there's an issue with chips. Um, when I'm not talking about potato chips, although that sounds good right about now, doesn't it? But I'm talking about like the microchips that are used mm -hmm. for our TVs and our computers. We're about to see Christmas is going to be interesting because they can't make those because they got to get the chips made in China and mm -hmm. in other places that aren't necessarily on the best terms with us as Americans, but also they're just production has shut down globally. And so there's a lot of other implications. And to just say it's because, um, you know, you're getting too much unemployment benefit. I just I think that I don't think it's just that. But, hey, that's why they pay them the big bucks to do that. And that's why we're here at Headspace with Dr. Mike. Right. <laughs> Speaking of big bucks, Crystal, go ahead and pay another bill. world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. You all are sending us what you want to do for head to heads because we need um we need you to let us know because head to heads has been a lot of fun. I don't I don't I don't know about y'all, but I have been enjoying um I've been enjoying our head to head time. So we definitely um appreciate all your your suggestions for that. So even those of you who are listening in via the podcast, make sure you send us uh some information about um head to heads, what some things you want us to battle. And if you may want to participate in it, by all means, feel free to do that. So um, anyway, with that being said, I am excited about our next uh, guest today. Um, you know, um, we have a great opportunity. We always like to promote others, especially when they are doing some great and wonderful things. And uh, Kim, tell us a little bit about our next guest. Well, you guys are going to be in for a great um, discussion to hear great discussion today. Deanna DeBerry, she is my cousin, right? But that's not the only reason why she's great. So she is a tech, IT, and an app developer, among many other things, musician, and we can just go on forever. But we brought her on today to talk about a new app that she developed called Foodie Cornucopians. Um, so a whole lot I just said right there, right? But and to talk about entrepreneurship and just she just is just a wealth of information, a, a wonderful spirit, 
and just someone that I think everyone would enjoy hearing from. So I'm going to turn it back over to Dr. Mike because I may be a little bit biased, but I'll let him um, let you in, and you guys be the judge of that. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited. Let's bring her in. Ms. DeBerry, come on in. How are you today? Good. How are y'all? Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry about the feedback. I had to, you know, make something happen. <laughs> All right, Deanna. Very good. Very good. So you you created this app, fruity20copians.com, yes. mm -hmm. right? You created mm -hmm. this app. Well, what is it? Like, what is the app? Like, tell, tell us a little bit about it. So it's designed to help uh, or encourage, should I say, music and art in children between the ages of two and six. So my design for it was to give them the ability to not only pick up a book, but to also give them the opportunity to kind of interact with the book. I know children nowadays are mostly given devices, and that's good, but it also takes away from the art and the science and the beauty of just reading a book. So with my books, they're interactive. So if you pick up the book and then you have the app, all you would do is float it over the page and the page comes to life. So it's like holding your own little cartoon. Oh my goodness, that is incredible. Thank you. Oh, what, what, <laughs> what made you do that? Like what, what prompted you to create it? So I'm a mom and my baby is 22, but I'm still mom. <laughs> and when he was little, the challenge was, Children that age are mostly given for education, something with ABCs or one, two, threes. And he was bored and that always stuck with me. As he got older, it kind of interfered with his ability to kind of love the books and love learning. So I always wanted to give him an opportunity to do what I do, which is music and art, and see the beauty in it. And I noticed that as he was growing up, they didn't really introduce that until he was in junior high school or older child. And as I got older and I thought about it, I thought when I was little, it was the same thing. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if when I was three, I had something like Sesame Street that also gave me music and art and not even to teach me how, but to show me that I had a tribe out there, that there were other kids that liked what I liked. And I thought, why not? And then I thought, I don't know anybody that does that. And I was like, I guess I could do that. <laughs> and so I just started building and building and it became Fruticonocopians. Wow. So what has been the response? Like what 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 have you been hearing from people that have uh, you know been been playing around with the app? Mostly excitement. Um, there's a learning curve, and I think people are intimidated because it feels or it sounds like it's a lot, but it's not. It's no different than when you download any app. You can find it on all the platforms. So it's on Google. It's an Apple Play Store. It's everywhere. And also there's an album accompanying it. So the album is everywhere. And it just is to encourage and get kids to kind of thinking about music and thinking about arts and knowing that even though they're hard, it's something that you can do. It's something that you can learn from. And it's just something to have fun with. So for example, one of the books coming in the future is going to be a ballet book. And it's just going to teach the basic five positions. And the song on the album is in a kind of a Jamaican kind of sound. It's kind of an urban album. So it gives them kind of a different rhythm. And it's they're all doing really good. Um, I hit 13K, no promotion at all, 
with the album and it's so exciting. I'm really excited. Wow. Now, is this your first app? Like, is this the first app you've ever put together? It's the first one that I did completely by myself. Okay, I'm going to do this. It was the learning curve. That's why it took me so long. <laughs> I had to learn everything from scratch. And yes, it is. And so because of that, I get a lot of people that are interested, like, wow, can you do that for me? Or how did you do that? And so I end up teaching or at least coaching to people to get to the point where they can do their own thing with their apps and develop. Wow. I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we're going to come back because we want to learn more about this. And we actually okay. learn a bit more about you uh, okay. because uh, your story is, is very fascinating as well. So let's go ahead and uh, hit our break real quick and then we'll be right back with you. Okay. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. So you developed this app, Fruit of Cornucopians. Uh, you talk about you had a learning curve. Are you working on another one now? Like, is it? It was. Did, it, did did the bug bite you? Did the bug say, "All right, you you got this one under your"? What what's next for you when when it comes to the apps? Uh oh, Deanna. Like we we lost Deanna while Deanna's getting herself situated. Um, Kim, so this is fascinating. Like this whole yes. idea of of a person who your cousin, right? Entrepreneur mm -hmm. um, and all yes. that stuff. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on it? So my so my thoughts about having the ability to merge learning, early learning and music, and then being able to add the aspects of ballet as a as a person like me, I'm thinking I was so excited, classically trained ballerina, right, for over 10 years, and we never had urban music. So wow. to open up such a beautiful art, right? Um, to children and the music that may be more familiar to them. I know I'm excited about that opportunity for young people. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that's great. We got you back. Are you working on any other apps, Deanna? So um, right now, what I'm doing is I'm developing the Fruit of Cornucopians a little more in depth. So what I'd like for it to do is be more of an interaction with the child. So if you open the book right now, like I said, it's more like a cartoon. But what I want it to do is be more of a 3D interaction. So like mm -hmm. Kim would say, the dance, when I open the book app, what I want to do is actually show the five positions, but with the character doing it. So the child feels like more interactive with the book, and it gives them the opportunity to actually see how it's done. I think that's important because, I mean, I, I, I look at um, my son and the games that he plays on his computer, you know, the days of just sitting down with a joystick and playing are over, they're, they're active, you know, you have the virtual reality and that sort of thing. So I think anything that you can do to immerse them into experience is pretty awesome. So that's incredible. So uh, tell us about a lesson that you've learned creating and launching a new app on multiple platforms, like what's one lesson that you would say that you you actually gleaned from that experience? I think my biggest experience of learning has been not to be afraid to learn. 
Um, whenever you experience anything new, um, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of people is they think about the end of the road and not really taking into account that each step is its own challenge and its own specialness. And one of the things that I, I think it's kind of changed me and molded me in a lot of ways in this whole journey is it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It's okay if it doesn't. And it's okay if you don't give up. You know what I mean? So I think that's my biggest lesson. Just never be afraid to learn and never give up. You really cannot give up on your dreams because you never know when it's going to happen for you. One day you're like, I can't, I can't do this. This isn't working. The next day it's all working and everyone's calling you and you end up on the Dr. Mike show. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that's great. You know, I think that, that that's something that a lot of people need to hear and need to be encouraged by to be able to see, you know, there's these dreams that they've, they've had. Yeah. I know for me, there were dreams that I had. Kim, I know Kim has some dreams that she has. Yeah. And there are times where you just feel like I'm never going to hit that. Was there ever a moment where you felt like that? Was there ever a moment where you felt like, uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I'm just being a little too unrealistic? Absolutely. I mean, come on, I'm a black woman in America and I have an app and a book and music. I mean, name a time where I didn't believe it. <laughs> it just became something that was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people see. It doesn't matter what other people interpret it. Um, I've been, you hear no more than you hear yes, but you only need one yes. So mm -hmm. I kind of go with that as my kind of my theme song, so to speak. Um, and if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. So the way people see you, in my opinion, has always been them reflecting what's going on for them. So when people tell you mm. that you can't, what they're saying is that they can't. And then by mm. saying you do, you make them uncomfortable a lot of times because now they have to sit with the fact that they didn't work on their dream. You can't, in other words, let other people's thought processes in their nose be your nose. You have to have your own yes in you that says, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And you just stay mm. your so You talk about... I said, no, I said, you see what I'm talking about? That's why people need to hear this. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think um, what you talk about that, talk to us more about that. Like the need, you know, you have these no's that come up, those, mm -hmm. those, those things that, you know, you, you spoke on the fact that you're a black woman in America. Um, let's face it, you're in a field that's not really driven by black women, right? Wow. <laughs> so you, I'm sure you heard a lot of, a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah. What do you say to the little girl, the black and brown girl, right? That is trying to figure out, is this, is this something that I can do? What do you say to them? Have that conversation with them. If I could talk to myself at that age, if I were, when I was young, um, of what usually drove me was everyone kind of already assigns you a place in the world. You're a black woman, you're uh, a woman uh, that, you know, you're if you're poor, you're in a small town. I was born in a small town in Texas and you can't do these things. So here's where we're going to put you. And this is where you stay. Mm. I was blessed in that I have a mother that told me you can do whatever you want. And I was stupid enough to believe her. So you have to believe her in you for yourself. Um, 
she motivates me in me and tells me constantly in my head and in person, like you can do whatever you want. You just have to move at, with the thought process that you've already accomplished it. See yourself as whatever it is that you want to be and just move in steps towards that. One step, baby steps. It doesn't have to be big steps. It doesn't have to be that end product. It just needs to be one thing today, this hour, this five hours. It's, it's about not believing in the big picture even. It's about believing in this moment. Well, what can I do right now, this minute, that will move towards that big dream that I want? And that's just how everything is done. I didn't start this journey being successful. I started this journey when I I dropped out of college. I had to run because I had bills and move to another city. I've had the gambit of bad things happen to me. But you're not defined by what happens to you. You're defined by what you see yourself as, as, as how you interpret your life. So for me, if I could tell anybody anything, don't listen to what other people say. Don't even listen to your own head. Just move within the thought process of I am that thing that I want to be. And then just mm -hmm. do that one thing. And it will happen. I guarantee it will happen. And even if it doesn't happen the way you originally thought, you move into that good space of where that next move is. And then if that's not working, you move into that good space of that next thing. And it's just one step after another, one step after another. The next thing you do, the next thing you know, you wake up and you're where you wanted to be the whole time. Wow, that, that's good stuff. That is good stuff right there. <laughs> I, my goodness, that is good stuff. Well, with that being said, um, how can people find you like what what how can they uh, locate you on social media or reach out to you and um, check out what you're doing I'm um, on most all social platforms on Facebook I'm Deanna Marie on uh, Instagram on complex lady because I'm complicated <laughs> and then there's pretty cornucopians everywhere so you can find pretty cornucopians on Amazon for the book you can find uh, the music on all music platforms. I mean, I'm everywhere. Uh, you can find my app on um, Google and on the Apple Store. So, and, you know, just look me up and follow me on Instagram, Complex Lady, or for your copians. Very good. We're going to be doing, uh, Kim doesn't know this yet, but we're going to be doing a series on STEM, and especially for our young folk. And uh, we hope to invite you back so that you can offer site on that and so hopefully you'll be willing to and able to come on back and uh it was good talking with you today yeah it was good talking to you guys too thank you for having me you're welcome thank you deanna deberry fruit of cornucopians.com go ahead and get it get it yes. <laughs> <laughs> bye follow the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Well, what a great show we had. And, uh, Thank you so much, Deanna, for joining us today. Kim, it was great having you in the hot seat as well today. And, great being uh, here. 
Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back out. By the way, Kim needs, everybody needs to know that Kim is our chief operating officer. Uh, so she kind of keeps us in check here at Headspace Media. So we appreciate all that she does for us. And I wish you all of God's many blessings. He has been awesome to all of us. And uh, I wish you all the best. Yeah, hopefully the weather is nice like it is here in Baltimore today. Go out and do something in the air, the clean air before the cicadas take over. <laughs> Who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Everybody, take care. Everybody's filling their head with something. Question is, what are you filling your headspace with? And on that note, see you next time. for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week. Tune in next week.